0: Welcome everyone to the Circle Back podcast, episode 96. The show where three, actually four great friends get together and talk about video games. I'll explain.
1: <laughs> Please do.
0: <laughs> My name's Dan Dufonoy. It's nice to nice to be with you all. I'm joined by Shelby White.
1: How are we doing? How are we doing?
0: I'm joined by Dan LaMarca. Hello. And I'm joined by the listener at home, our fourth friend. Wow. Mm. So I just want to just, you know, make sure that we're all, you know, I want the listener <laughs> to be, you know,
2: that's deep. Pulled the old whoop-dee-doo on yeah. us there, dude. Yeah, so I just want to, you know, <laughs>
0: just want to give our viewers some love. They deserve it. Anyway, so we're going to start this episode the way we start every episode. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. I do want to start with an older game because we always talk about newer games. So I'm going to save all the 2020 games for after this game. Me and daniel because I know you played Baldur's Gate 3 mm-hmm. uh, last time we spoke me and dan we started uh our own uh, playthrough of divinity original sin 2 we did
2: we did uh we we had talked about it last time how Baldur's gate 3 kind of just got me in the mood for for more divinity because i was like well this is early access i don't want to get too far so and I you really, stopped
0: right you stopped playing Baldur's gate yeah okay. i haven't
2: i haven't touched it and i and i won't until it's 1.0 <clears> gotcha uh even though i really enjoyed it gotcha Um, Gotcha. so yeah we we dipped our toes in and played played. for like five hours yeah we played (laughs) we played quite a few hours of divinity original sin 2 damn what it was your first experience it was my first time what'd you think
0: Uh, so i loved it was i gentle Uh, you were gentle but i gotta say it was still very
1: (laughs) (laughs) tender hands you were you were gentle but i still have some bruises
0: it definitely like it's super complex yeah and it was it wasn't until you know we started to play more that I started to get more comfortable with it because really if you haven't played the game Shelby you have any experience with I, I do not not at all Holy moly the systems that are in place it, like even just creating your character There's like 70,000 <laughs> different it took me like an hour just like oh well, I got to do this and add this to this my character and this and that there's so many systems in place and so and you many had things. me walking you through it So it was, yeah, <laughs> it was just it was there was so much so I can't imagine you know Anybody else, unless you've played these games before, being able to just oh, I'm gonna pick up this game and you know you and just you know breeze through it. You really gotta like take your time and think about everything that you're doing. But once we got towards the end of it, uh, our playthrough at least, I, I seemed to it seemed to click a little bit more, and I was like, okay, I know how to you know get this spell out now. I know how to you know fight this enemy and stuff like that, and it, it felt more cohesive. I loved it. But it was definitely overwhelming, and but that, I think that's a good thing in a way that it really offers the truest like Dungeons and Dragons experience that I've found in a video game. Where really there's like limitless possibilities. Um, yeah. You know, where it's even just oh, you're given an item, and there's like ten different things that you can do with it. You can throw it at somebody. You can put it down. You can use it to try to open a chest, or you know, you could eat it. You know, like things like that. Where it's just like oh my gosh, there's so many things. You know, that's why I think it's it's really really cool, and you know, I'm excited to play more. I think as time goes on I'll feel more comfortable and hopefully you know cuz Dan, you know, I'm playing with Dan So Dan's like a whiz at it, and he's just like <laughs> oh well you got to do this and then this and then this and I'm like oh, There's so much like <laughs> like happening <laughs> um, But Dan have you beaten? Divinity?
2: So I actually never have beaten it um, Despite loving it. I, I played through and beat the first game and then I remember the year that it came out It was the same year I think it was 2018, 2017. When did Hollow Knight come out? 2017. So 2017, I remember right after we did Game of the Year, like right as we started, I was like, man, shout outs to Hollow Knight because it it, it came out on Switch. So it must have been 2018 that I'm thinking of because okay. I played it when it came to Switch. Gotcha. And I was like, shout outs to Hollow Knight and Divinity Original Sin 2, which both should be on this list. But, uh, you know, I hadn't gotten to it. At the time I didn't have a PC and I waited for the console version of Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, so I played probably like 20-25 hours and just kind of got sucked into other games and never really got back to it. Um, so I was always itching to go back, kind of looking for a reason, you know, we, we always play newer games, especially me. I play like a million games that, all, that come out and so I you know i feel felt it was a good reason to get back to it It was getting dan into it uh so yeah i mean i i really enjoyed my time i think that game is so much fun in co-op because you can kind of split up and do your own things and then it's like oh god please uh, dan i'm gonna fight over
0: here how many times there was this one instance where like i you know dan was like i'm gonna go talk to these people and i was like i'm gonna go explore a little bit and i let's just say i walked upon something crazy happening and i'm like dan
3: dan Dan,
0: i I need help and because
2: the game is turn-based when it's in combat it it like freezes time and he's like uh you got to get over here (laughs) and then i get within range and it freezes time for me uh but yeah it was super fun i think i think this game is very well designed for co-op uh the only thing i wish you could do and i and i haven't looked it up i just couldn't figure out how to do it in the game is i wished it you know, there's four members of the party, right? So it's like I wish each one of us could have one of them following us. Like I right, wish it was, We had, we had like that issue. It was it was like me and two other people and and roaming around by himself. You know, so which it, is why I got into a lot of he got into a lot of fights. He didn't have <laughs> he didn't have backup. He didn't look very tough, so people thought they could take advantage. You know, picking on the lonely guy. Such <laughs> such as life.
0: I'm used to it. Um, but yeah,
2: it's it, it's a really cool game. I mean, I've. You know, I, I just love this type of game, and and I think Divinity Original Sin Two is like the best of the bunch. Yeah, so it's, seriously, it's
0: cool. Yeah,
2: I'm glad you enjoyed it, Dan. Uh, thank you so much.
0: Have you been playing more uh, Splunky 2? So
2: I actually <gasps> I saw credits on Splunky. No wow. Way. Wow. <laughs> My my initial thing that I wanted <laughs> to bring up here was I saw I got the final shortcut. I, I have been sending pictures to Dan because so many times i would get you have to bring the key i mentioned it on the last episode. right right you were talking You about have to last bring time. the key that you get in the first world all the way all the to way. the end of 4-4 and i kept dying on 4-4 with the key which we got is close so once brutal. too right we yeah were- we were playing co-op and got really close a couple times and and died tragically so i got that shortcut and i was like all right good i made some good progress i feel good about it you know whatever and then uh, you know Pretty much every day, I play a couple runs, and uh, and I just had a really good run one day. And this was my like third-ish encounter with the the. I guess I can't say the final boss because there's another secret boss if you do a secret path, um, but the main boss of the game. Um, I was able to defeat. Wow. And, and it was really really cool. It was it was great. I'm definitely still gonna be playing this game for a long time. Um, but, but I'm glad I got to see that before the end of the year. It was, it was a cool thing.
0: Well, that's what's so great about the game too. is like, okay, I, I beat it. I got to the credits yeah. and it's like, oh, but there's still, you know, 20 other things that so I got much. to explore and so got to much. see and stuff like that.
2: You know, Splunky
0: Splunky 2, it's no joke. That's a pretty good game, I yeah. hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they say. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, roguelikes, we all been playing some more Hades? So I
2: saw credits on Hades. <laughs> nice. All right. There it is. There it Take is. Take it away, Dan. How, yeah.
1: how many? Uh, how many playthroughs?
2: I believe the number, the magic number, is ten. Ten.
1: Wow. Ten wins.
2: All right. I believe. Wait, is, is the the way to get credits? Oh. Ten victories against uh the final boss really very interesting yeah i i you know we we can't really talk about story stuff neither of you guys have beaten the final boss yet no No. i've gotten to the final (laughs) boss so you don't even know (laughs) what i am what i'm you know (laughs) alluding to here but there's something that happens afterwards story-wise and you kind of every time you beat the boss you get like a new story bit Uh, you know and and i (laughs) I can't really talk much more about it, it but Uh, So once you get to this number, I believe it's ten, you get a whole conclusion to that story, and and nice little bow. Really, really cool stuff going on there. I uh, in in a in a I I keep looking at my top ten list, and I'm like how is it not higher on this list? And it's like, it's just, this year is insane. I but Seriously,
0: any other year Hades would
2: be like a, like a number one, like no doubt or no yeah, brainer. And, and God, it, it still might be. We say that top, so much. <laughs>
0: I know, right? It's, I have 15 games that are top five. Yeah. Like, I think
2: it still might be like, you know, top, top. Like, you know, it's a very, very good game. But it's just, every time year. I look at it, I'm like, oh, like how, I, I can't move it up any higher That's personally. Funny. Um, But crazy. The, the way the that story wraps up, and there's still so many things to do, even um, it's it's tremendous. It's a great game.
1: I'm falling into that trend with quite a few games this year, is that uh like completion, but so many more things to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. like sort of thing. Which is killing me because obviously with with games coming out more and more often as the years go on, it's like, oh like when I was a kid, I'd have like four games that I'd play to utter completion right you know right, like, yeah, yeah. and i just get i just don't do that anymore which uh which is sad but i feel like you're like the show <laughs> in that like i
0: feel like we always talk where it's like oh i gotta do the side quest i gotta finish this quest i gotta even like right. the most miscellaneous thing yeah. i gotta get it done but you're right it's hard when you have 10 games coming out in one month that you're like oh i gotta try each right you know, right, right. I, you yeah. know? Yeah.
2: I, yeah for me personally like, the way that i've kind of decided is like Unless it's a game that's purposefully replayable like Hades and Spelunky 2, it's like when I beat it, that's it. Like I'm done. I'm moving on. I'll I'll look up a video of like some crazy end game. I don't need to play another 60 hours in order to see this one cutscene. I gotcha. you. Um, that's, that's just how I've kind of fallen <laughs> to it. Um, but yeah. Cool. Hades, Hades is a very yeah, good game. Yeah, I got a
0: i gotta i gotta beat the the final boss just once before game of the year that's my goal that's my goal maybe not to get to where dan's at but i want to at I least would, get i've I've gotten there and i've gotten so close
2: i would definitely recommend you both beating the boss once and seeing what's after that at least maybe you can
0: help me dan just like divinity you'll hold my hand and <laughs> okay just play it for me and just let me watch <laughs> uh speaking of uh, beating games i hear shelby
1: you beat Ghost. I beat Ghost of Tsushima. That's All right, right, man. Yeah, so I remember last time on the podcast, I think I had just entered Act 3 um, and didn't realize that shortly after we uh, recorded everything that Act 3 was not that long. So I wanted <laughs> to You texted
0: up, us literally like I, I a day say, later. I want to like a day later, yeah. And, <laughs> or uh, like even that night. It I might think. have
1: been that night, you know, like... <laughs> Two uh, hours later. Oh, whatever yeah. it was, That Act 3 actually, it was only maybe five uh, story beats mm-hmm. longer, so pretty cool. Uh you know what? It, it wrapped up nicely. Um nothing super crazy happening. It was just a good, nice cohesive story. And I think this game really thrives a little bit more off of having having now completed all the main missions, I think it thrives a little more off of its side missions. Um and the the, the world becomes way more expansive in its side missions because I I sort of having entered act 2 kind of mainlined the story Mm -hmm. and realized that like the map was not even a third filled Wow! uh, doing the main story mission. So like, obviously you move along, but you kind of go to the same areas moving your way up, up the, uh, up the land. So, so it is a game that immediately I started doing more side missions right afterwards. Uh, Like I've said before, and I think uh, all of us kind of had similar feelings. I, I enjoyed the game more and more as it went on because the combat you really feel like you've mastered it at a point where you're just like, oh yeah, like you walk up to a guy and you're like, "Come at me, bro!" <laughs> <laughs> like so you just look I'm at him, samurai. and You're like, try, you're like your "I best. dare you, come at me! I'm gonna parry the shit out of you!" <laughs> you know, so it so it became more fun to play, especially as I I unlocked a ton of stuff. Um, I'm almost done actually unlocking most of the stuff because uh, this the side missions I wanted to do not just the little things, but I wanted to do each like main side characters side missions. I, I didn't complete those um my favorite one is uh sensei ishikawa like the mm-hmm. the archer, the bu- archer yeah. yeah he's my favorite one to do the side missions for him and uh, the whole thing with um his student right to- is, Tom- yeah. tomiko i don't remember her name but it, that one was pretty cool i finished that one in, in uh in entirety so that was a pretty cool side mission wrap up and yeah i really i don't have anything bad to say about the game uh i kind of have the same feelings that i did throughout in that i really enjoyed playing it do i think it's one of the greatest games of all time no but um but i definitely enjoyed my time with it it's fun to play i recommend i'll recommend it to anybody you know like it's that kind of game the open world is is fun to play through it doesn't really get monotonous or anything to me you know like like i said there's tons and tons of tons of skill tree stuff to unlock so so there's always little changes here and there and one thing I really did like, which I touched upon last time too, was how as you entered each act, especially the third one, it got more difficult. It really did, you know, and you can see it especially in the uh, the showdowns, you know mm-hmm. like like I said, I think last time that you walk up to a guy in the, fir- in the first area, there's no problem, it's like a joke. In the third area, I was losing half of them. Wow! Right. So it's uh, not that it makes a huge difference, but it the game is fun and uh, and yeah, that's that's basically. It. I
2: really yeah, there's something about that game, like just exploring that world and yeah. like doing little side. It's just so oh, it's beautiful, and I really they,
1: they give you a super cool like. Um, the, the armor you get towards the end of the game is cool. And then once you complete it, you get the same armor, armor in a different color. Mm. Nice. Super cool. Nice.
0: Awesome. Now, <laughs> you know, we were talking before about, you know, once we get to the credits, we're done. Now, is it a game that you're going to, you know, find yourself going back to, do you think? Like So
1: I did immediately. Like, once I completed the, the main mission, like I said, I wanted to go to the uh side mission characters and complete those. Not so much the little things like, oh hey, there's a couple of mongols. You know when you talk to a person and they're like, there's a couple of mongols on this bridge like not letting people across. Mm-hmm. Can you go take care of this? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to skip those. I want to do like um Sensei Shikawa's right. missions. I want to mm-hmm. do uh, all the, all the other characters' missions. So those I hope to complete. Um I have been going back slowly and doing them. All right. But uh I'm I'm also in the same boat with crash bandicoot you know like i want to go back and do all those levels again right right.
2: and and we're at the precipice of a launch of a new console exactly (laughs) so so we're at the point where
1: and i still haven't even beaten hades once so um Mm -hmm. i'm just sitting on that like i i if i'm being honest once i beat it i did a couple side missions then a few days later did a couple more and i haven't touched it since gotcha
0: all right gotcha fair enough yeah i know you've been playing another game though shelby
1: i have you know so or a couple of weeks. Well, actually, probably a couple of months ago. At this point, I touched the first hour or two of Journey to a Savage Planet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I feel like you've been waiting for that game for a long time. Is that correct? Bio Mutants,
0: the one. Oh, Bio Mutants, the one that you on. been waiting for. Sorry. I, you know what? I don't know why they just <laughs> no, it, were synonymous in my head. Totally
1: like. <laughs> good. I. So I touched on this game. I th- I didn't have really any expectations at first, but I I came back to it now, and I really like it. I really like it a lot. It's it's not, I don't believe, like, a top-tier game, but it's a lot of fun to play. Mm. So what it reminds me of, kind of, is if, and not in the best ways possible, but if Outer Wilds kind of met Borderlands in, in a way, mm. like, you okay. have this... You, you kind of just get dropped on this planet, and they're like, hey, we need to take off again. You need to go find a fuel source, figure it out, and you just go... And your AI is like in your ear saying funny things. And they're like, oh, look at this animal. It's running away from you in fear. It should be scared. <laughs> you know, like she just like says weird things like that. And then she totally puts you down sometimes. Like, oh, you died? <laughs> Typical. You <know? laughs> um, but you're going around, you're finding elements and then building and crafting new items with these elements, like uh, literally like carbon, aluminum and, and stuff like that, that you get from uh, killing beasts or, or yada um but as you're exploring and this is kind of a not a great thing but i don't mind it too much there's no map system whatsoever hmm. so you have to remember where you've been and what you've done
2: okay um, is it, it designed well for, like with landmarks and stuff or it's, like you? it's
1: for me the, and this is why i don't mind the not having a map too much it's if you play the game and you don't spend months or weeks away from it you know where you've been you know like Mm -hmm. you can clearly see you're you're like oh i've been here before i know how to get to the next area and you unlock these little monuments that allow you to fast travel to to different parts cool um and even if they were to do a map system, honestly, they'd have to do something similar to what Star Wars Jedi did last year with that 3D, 3D map, b- because every, a lot of things are very on top of one another. Yeah, that's so, the uh,
2: Metroid Prime-looking yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: So it would have to be something like that, because I don't see any other way of doing it. But as I progress through the game, it becomes more and more fun to solve some of the puzzles that are going around. And when I say Borderlands, I mean some more of that comedic, okay, like... Uh, high colors mm-hmm. and almost like the ai is like claptrap in your ear mm-hmm. sort of thing and um and when i say outer wilds i mean the exploration and trying to figure out puzzles and stuff like okay. that okay now it's it i don't think it's as good as outer wilds in any form but it, <laughs> it's but a it's, w- it's, right. it's fun to okay. play you know One like of the i, I was gonna say time. our, yeah. our uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. unanimous decision <laughs> game of of uh, being game of the year last year but um but I am really enjoying it. It's funny when you die because you're like a clone and stuff. So like you just pop out of your ship again after you die and it's like, Oh, you died. You're wasting more money on us <laughs> having to make clones.
2: Do you see the body of your So you have yourself? to go back
1: to the body and the body will be laying there, like in the fetal position and you collect all the stuff that you had um little swapper going had, on? I'd had wow. gotten it from it. But it's but it like above the body will be a giant number of which number clone that was so the first time you die there's just a big giant holographic one over it i've only died twice so i have two and they never go away like every time you go out you go up to like 200 oh absolutely (laughs) every time you go out there's just a dead body lying somewhere that's neat um and some of the enemy types they're not super difficult there is one that i've come across that's absolutely ridiculously difficult i'd say i'm about halfway through the game right now and uh, i'm really enjoying my time i want to i want to keep playing it hopefully i can beat it before uh this I don't know. There's this weird console coming out later this year, so I'm trying <laughs> to get to it before before that, that happens. A couple gotcha weeks here. <laughs> what's uh,
0: what's the goal? Like, what's the general goal of like Journey to Savage Planet? What's, so, so the off, goal is the planet, s-
1: right? to get off the planet. The Savage Planet. Yeah. Okay. So, gotcha. And um. But it's funny because you're journeying yeah. to the Savage Planet the titular, to then get exactly. off the planet. Well, you know what it is? So you talk to this guy who's actually played by a live-action character. And um, I it's forget like the FNV? company. It's like FMV? It's like
2: a video. Like it's yeah, it's a video, video
1: yeah, completely of a guy who's sitting there going, all right, we send out all of these astronauts to go explore these planets and tell us if there's a way we could live there. And you wind up showing up on a planet that has life. Nobody else has ever been on a planet that has life. And he's like, "Uh, you need to keep exploring. And like there's this weird temple in the middle of the planet, and he's like, We need to figure out what the hell is in there. Like, get in there now. This is a super secret mission. Um, figure it out. So that's what you're kinda doing, and your ship is broken, so you have to find a fuel source gotcha. to begin with to, to take off again to get back to uh to to the regular to Earth, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh Yeah, no, it's it's really fun. It's very simple as far as what you have. You start off by a little punching and then you get a gun that doesn't do much it really, but none of the enemies like i said except for one so far are d- extremely difficult it's more
2: about exploration exactly puzzles.
1: completely about that it, you get a little fun shooting here and there when something throws something at you you know but um there are these like little birds and they come in every type so there's like oh the one that uh, grazes the the plain lands there's one the cave version they're like puffer something and uh it's funny because a way of getting carbon from them is feeding them this, this goop, this bait. And they poop out carbon. And they shit it out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they poop out carbon. You can collect it and stuff. And then you basically treat these birds so badly because there's, there's one entry type that has like teeth on it. And the only way to get its vines to go away is to feed it one of these birds. Oh. So you have to find out different <laughs> ways of how to get a bird through its teeth or do something. I don't want to like ruin the puzzles, but... There's different ways of getting the bird into its mouth, and it's pretty fun. So
0: it's all just like learning the environments and trying to like... That's all it is. That sounds puzzles. pretty neat. It really does sound really it, interesting. What's like it? I'm
1: saying, it's, it's a ton of fun. I don't think it's a super long game. I've probably got five hours into it, and like I said, I think I'm about halfway through.
0: Where are you playing it?
1: Uh, It's on Game Pass. It's
0: on Game Pass. It is wow. on Game Pass. Another win so for game so Pass. that's
1: where I'm playing it at the moment on Xbox. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to ruin too much or anything, but it's it's a ton of fun, and I definitely recommend it if you have some time. That sounds really know. good,
0: man. Cool. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed your time with that. That's actually very intriguing to me. It makes me want to pick up yeah. Journey, it, did it just come Journey out?
2: to the Savage Planet. Journey oh, yeah. to the Savage Journey Planet. Journey to the Savage Planet. Did it just come out? Is it I, I want to say it, it came like out in like January April, or March. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Cuz I remember when we did our I think when we did our uh, you know, oh, upcoming yeah. 2020 right, right, games, right. I think we we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, so. I remember
1: downloading it pretty early when it came out, but I, again, I only played like an hour or two. Cool, man. It's cool. That's again, awesome. i recommend it.
0: Nice. All right. I'm glad to hear it, job. Dan, there's three games, new games that you've been playing. There's, there's one three. I want to say for the end. You know which one that is. Okay. So let's talk about. That I don't. Until. All
2: right, let's uh <laughs> let's talk about Cardo first. Carto. Cardo, I have not played very much. I've played about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it is on Game Pass, I will say. And the basic idea of the game is, you are. You are this um, character moving. Basically, it shows like a little cutscene in the beginning, and it's like you're flying in an airship with your grandma, and you're like, you know, it's this cute art style, and you get sucked out of the ship and you fall down onto this continent. But the whole shtick of the game is the way to advance is to find pieces of the map on the ground. So it's like a top down perspective. Think of don't, you know, don't starve, right? okay where it's like top down you're moving around the world very similar style to don't starve what you're doing is you're finding pieces of map in that environment and then you're opening the map and putting it down on a tile and you can change where that is and the orientation of that piece. Oh, so like and that
0: changes the environment? Like you move the map piece yes, and then cool. Yes.
2: So, so what you're doing is as you get multiples, you can like mix and match where you want. And you'll come across like other villagers and stuff that will say like, oh, you know, I, I thought I lived near this fishing hut, but I, I can't seem to find it. And so you have to attach the fishing hut right next to like, you know, one piece of map you have that's in the top left right now. You attach to the place where this guy is. He's like, Oh, thank you so much. I always get lost getting home or whatever. Um, and it's neat. Uh, the writing so far is charming. It's good. It's actually written by uh, Nick Sutner, who who's like a um, he actually does the Spelunky show podcast. Like I, I you know, know of him for in the in the industry. He worked for Playstation years ago. Um, and I think the writing's really good. I haven't seen much that's like grabbing me like big time, like really making me want to return a lot. Uh-huh. Um, might be kind of like what Eichenfeld did for me last episode where it's like, you know, it's cool, but I don't know. And then I never go back to it. Um, but what I have played so far, it's like a neat idea. Writing's cute. I'm enjoying it, but nothing really getting its hooks in me. Is it
0: on PC? Is that where you're playing it? So it's
2: on Game Pass on PC and Game Pass on Xbox. Gotcha. So, um, I believe it is available on Switch as well.
0: I just, you know what? It just clicked for me. When when I first read Carto, I thought it was like a kart racing game. Cartographer. It's cartography. Oh, a yeah. map making. Ah. It just clicked for me. Once I
1: looked up a picture of it, I was
2: like, ah, cartography. cartography. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, so that's Carto. Um, I will say uh, it is also on PS4 and Switch. Um, I think it's about, you know, 20 bucks, 15 bucks um i'm looking it up on steam now let's be real though we're all gonna play it on game pass here yeah it's (laughs) 20 bucks um so on ps4 switch and
0: game pass is just um, such a good
2: thing it's dope bro game pass is pretty good Toads dope bro (laughs) pretty good Um, but yeah it's cool it's you know i don't know maybe maybe i'll give it a little more time maybe maybe not cool little shtick i do love maps yeah it's neat um the other game before yeah. the, the one that Dan wants to talk about is...
0: Well, I want to talk about this game, too. It's just... Yes,
2: this is a game that I've been super excited about all year, and it's called Disc Room. Uh, Disc Room is made by, like, an indie super group of um, J.W. Nyman, who is half of Lambeer, uh who made, you know, Nuclear Throne and uh, a lot of other popular trousers small indie games, and... Um, he also made Minute, along oh, with shit, Along with Kitty Callis, who is also working on this game. Wow. So it's Kitty Callis, JW, uh, Terry Vellman, who made uh, a bunch of cool smaller games. I think... Oh, I forget the name of the game, but it was like a first-person shooter that was really neat. And then this year, he made Sludge Life.
0: So this is like a super group. This is like the Traveling Will yes, or like the it is. You know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. This is. Yes. Like-
2: <laughs> and uh, Terry Vellman kitty Callis, jw nyman and dose one who is a musical artist does all the music for the game but also is like dipping his toes into like actual game dev uh and and has done some stuff on here terry and dose one together made sludge life okay and kitty Callis and jw together have made minute and the four of them came together and made disc room so already with that pedigree, I, I was very interested in this game. Right. Um, and then I played it, and I'm really into this game because oh. it's fantastic. <laughs> the pitch of it is, uh, JW calls it a Sawcore core Blade Runner. That's what he calls it. As a that's the type of game it is. And it's uh, what he means by that is, you go into a room. It's it's laid out in a grid. Go into a room, and there are objectives. One objective will be um, die to three different types of saw blades. One objective will be survive 15 seconds. One objective will be um, like clear clear 10 rooms in this area. Okay? okay? And all those objectives lead to different doors. So if you came from the bottom, there's a right door, a left door, and a top door. So if you, sur- right off the bat, you survive 15 seconds, top door opens up, okay. you can move on. And you're working your way through. It is just so smart in the little twists that it does on you, and the idea of, of like, dying to multiple types of saw blades, because that's the whole game. There's no enemies in the game except for saw blades. Different types of saw blades that are <laughs> spinning, bouncing around this room, and they have different um, like properties. So some of them move. Like you'll learn how they move. Some of them just move like with physics around the room, however they bounce, they bounce. Some of them have like projected paths, some of them will chase you a little bit, and you're doing these different objectives to open up different rooms, but it is also keeping track of like like you have like a Pokedex basically of different saw blades, and if you they each have different like entries, and it'll give you some story as to like like it's basically this person's you know the 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 high level pitch aside from the gameplay is a giant saw blade appears in, in in orbit of Jupiter you know it's like it's like a cheesy sci-fi movie like that's their inspiration now you're a scientist. Blade Runner
0: is not a cheesy sci-fi movie. It's not,
2: <laughs> but that's but there I'm talking more about like Logan's Run and like stuff like that. But it's like all right, a giant saw blade appears outside of Jupiter. Now you're a scientist and you're sent there to go check it out. So the, the journal entries that are entered every time you die to a different saw blade have like what how you, the scientist, are feeling at that time. So it's like it appears that these saw blades are, you know, blah, blah, blah. And by the end, it's like, you know, I won't, I won't say anything specific, but it will be like. I hear the saw blades in my dreams, like stuff like that. It is so good in like so many different ways. Like the puzzles are good. The first thing, one of the first strange things you come across. So every room you go in, everything's trying to kill you, right? You go into one room and the whole room is golden and there's a song playing like and you're sitting there and the saw blade is just spinning in the center of the room and not moving, not doing anything. And you're like running around like what's going on in here? You have no idea what's up. So you run into the saw blade, die, you get the new, the pokedex entry for it. And then you're like, all right, I guess I'm going to move on. You play a little bit more and then you go back and you see that the little pattern that's in the floor of like, it looks like sun rays coming out of the saw blade. A couple of them are lit up now Uh, and you are like, huh? So there's different things going on more than you realize and then what's awesome about this game is, so I beat the game, it's short, it took me like two hours to beat the game. Then there's a quote unquote hard mode. And what the hard mode is, so you're, you're going through all these different rooms, all these different areas, right? You get to the final room, you beat the final boss. Hard mode is, all right, now you need to get out and you have to backtrack through every room and they're all different and twisted in a different way and at the very end, you escape and get out. So it's not like a hard, it's actually like part of the game. It's like half of the game. Cause I ended up putting in a little over four hours and I play. I beat the hard mode, I beat the original and it's just awesome. The only thing I didn't, that I want to mention that I didn't mention is um, there, when you come across certain saw blades that have like strange properties, like there's one that early on, if you, it has like a little ring around it. And if you enter that ring, it makes you move in slow motion, right? So when you beat that level, that little stage, with with that saw blade, you gain a new ability. Okay. And that ability is to slow down time. So you have like six abilities from start to finish. I won't spoil all of them, but you could see how that would be important when it's like, all right, this is a really tight space and, and they're all coming, you know, your whole yeah. day and then time slows down and you can like maneuver your way through and, and get through. So it's like, it's just awesome
0: every time you die is it not every time you die do you have to start from the beginning no okay
2: it's not like a run-based game it's nothing like that it's just here's a room challenge do it as many times as you want when you beat it you move on to the next room and the way that they twist certain things it's just really interesting so
0: you gotta so the goal is to complete every room
2: the goal the the high level goal is get to the end beat the boss okay but some of them, like I mentioned before, some of them are like uh, beat 10 rooms in this area or like die to 15 different saw blades in this area. Right, some know, of the there's like are four biomes, right. right? Okay. So it, the top one might say like die to 50 different discs, types of discs. So, it's like you need to explore those other rooms in order to unlock gotcha. The, gotcha. the final so it areas. So, it's just like
0: exploring everything too. Just, I it's
2: so goddamn good. It, it is so good. Very feels, well-rounded. feels so good to play. The yeah. movement feels great. Like, it's it's awesome. Wow. It's, it's a great That's game. That's really cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Where are you
1: playing this right now?
2: So, I am playing it on Steam. Uh, it is on Switch. Ooh. And I think that would be a great platform to play yeah. it on. Yeah. Because it's like a short, you know, play a couple of rooms, whatever. Go back to um, business. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look up. Yeah, that sounds. You know, that sounds.
0: Uh, really it sounds.
1: Oh, it sounds very intriguing. I actually have seen. I believe I saw the trailer for this game. I just looked up pictures of it again, and it uh, the recollection came back. Um, and it seemed like a super cool little 2D,
2: just like he explained. So I it's mean,
0: like pixelated. It's like pixelated graphics. It's not everything. pixelated. It, it, it's
2: yeah. like hand drawn, cartoony. Think of like Flash. Yeah. Style. Oh, okay. Um, and it is. Uh, I just looked it up. It's 15 bucks. It's on PC and Switch only that, right now. Wow, Pretty
1: sweet. Cool. Yeah, really, that sounds like a cool Switch I, I, game.
2: I really, really do recommend that. There's, there's a, even though it's short, it's a great experience. It gives me that same... like I know the people that made Minute are also making this game, but it's that same idea of like, there's a lot there, and it doesn't seem like it at first. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot there. There's a lot to think about, a lot to solve it feels good to play it's super fun it's quick and snappy yeah like you know this is kind of like jw's trademark is like these kind of you know get in get in get in play it and then a little bit yeah you know it's it's an awesome game i I really love it
0: that's awesome so that's disc room disc room disc room all right so last but
2: not least dan got himself
0: Dan, i'm just gonna let you take it away
2: so (laughs) I, I have an Oculus Quest two. Yeah, I had been I'd been speaking about the Quest two uh, on prior episodes and um, bemoaning the fact that it's Facebook integrated and by a certain date you need to buy it, otherwise you have to get a Facebook account. Whatever. I still have my Facebook account from you know for the last I don't even know fifteen years at this point. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but I have the same Facebook account i got it after the date the quest 2 just came out you know a week or two ago was able to get it and the nice part is it just has you sign in it doesn't really ask for much it doesn't really make you do anything so it's really not so bad i just need to mention because i personally don't think facebook's a very good company so i i i, don't even I have I'm not a big fan personally. Uh, You know, I have loved ones that work for Facebook that I love dearly. Um, But I think as a whole, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. So I want to mention it. It's kind of like, you know, you know, I, I decided to do it regardless of the fact, because I, I really like the product. And let me tell you, I really like the product. Like the Oculus Quest 2 is a fantastic piece of hardware. It is amazing for 300 bucks standalone you do not need a pc you do not need anything and it just works super well like it feels really good the controllers it, it, hold it, take this controller shelby check that controller out and pass it to dan you because like it better than the pom-pom like there, there is the something well on. definitely i like it more than the freaking ps move controllers but it just it feels so good in your hands and the way that it, it works like Yo, it's super feels comfortable. It's, it's really, so really good. good. Super comfortable. <laughs> good. Dan is now doing ASMR. <laughs> I do not condone this. Um, <laughs> but now I, I love this device. I think it's awesome. I think it works super well for the fact that you don't need a PC for it. Like it's, it's awesome. Uh, and of course, the game that I've been dying to play but did not have the system for uh, is Half-Life Alex dude um
0: they say that it's the greatest game of all time
2: <laughs> well i don't know if people really say that but it was very highly reviewed <laughs> no uh, they say that <laughs> it came out it came out of march uh i've been dying to play it but I obviously did not have anybody to do that i still have fingers crossed that it was going to come to psvr but when the quest 2 came out kind of checked all the boxes that i wanted to play or that i wanted for a vr system so was able to secure one and all that i played so far is Half-Life Alex because it is really, really great. Um, the thing that I'll say right off the bat, so with the Quest 2, I told you it's it's wireless, you know, whatever. You cannot play games in the Steam store. It's just games that are on the Oculus store, right? So Half-Life Alyx is not one of those games. You cannot just play it on the, on the Oculus 2 in and of itself. So if you have a USB-C, you know, 3.0 or newer you can plug it into the PC, mm-hmm. and you just have to download a couple different apps on the Oculus and on the PC, um, and as long as you're plugged in, you are able to play your entire Steam library. And, so it's a process. It's,
0: like, it's not like you can just hey, I got the Oculus. Let me play Half-Life Alex For
2: Half-Life Alex in particular, like there to. are other games that are on both, like Beat Saber and Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes, like great VR games. Are just on the quest 2, You can just do that. There's no. But if you if you're saying I want to play Half Life Alex, obviously this is not the ideal way to play Half Life Alex because you're not running it on a giant you know insane PC with the Vive like you know with you know Valve's you know VR setup. Like if you play it like that, it's gonna look amazing. It's gonna run amazing. Everything's gonna be great. On the Quest Two, it's 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 own thing. It, there, it it doesn't need to be connected to the PC, so inevitably, it's not going to have the same fidelity of, of So for me, that doesn't bother me that much. That I'm looking at a little bit lower res, you know, images, and the, you know, so I get a little framey when there's a lot of enemies on screen, like stuff like that. Does not bother me personally, and it does not take away the fact that I adore this game. What it does do is makes me be like, hmm, like if I had the option, I should be playing this on a better VR setup. This game in particular. I think for other games, like I mentioned, like a Beat Saber, Quest 2 is perfect. You're not losing anything on that. Right. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to say all that before I get into the actual game, Half-Life Alex. So I have played about eight hours um i have no idea how long the game is i have no indication if i'm near the end or not i have no idea the eight hours that i have played have been amazing and and i think so there are there are this is the second game this year and it's in a different way but i describe spelunky 2 as like it makes me feel like a kid like excited about every little thing in it Half-Life Alex does that as well, but in a different way. In a way of like a theme park, kind of. Like, it's like, it's like, a lot of VR feels kind of like a theme park in a way, right? Where it's like, you know, oh, all this crazy stuff is popping out at you and, you know, whatever. It's like, Half-Life Alex does it, but in a different way. Where, like, I can tell sometimes that... I'm looking at a screen image of a city backdrop rather than a I'm seeing each corner of the 3D modeled buildings like I'm looking at it's like a green screen effect kind of right okay so like so you know you look at a wall or something and you get too close to it and you see so like you can see the seams here in a similar way as to, like, a theme park makes you, like, when you're in these, like, augmented, you know, reality right, then you sort of things. you see the strings or something. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay, like, I see what's going on, but but it makes you, like, excited and, like, this. it's a cool thing. The thing where the game becomes, you know, an in, in amazing game and a game that, you know, is one of my favorites <clears throat> of the year, It it's where it, the feeling of everything feels so good like everything you do in this game feels realistic feels good and it gets to the point where your brain thinks these things are real sometimes in a like very visceral way so like the game is is secretly like a horror game i don't know if you know that like like everyone knows half-life 2 you know, Raven home is like the scary part where, you know, you see the head crabs and they're all jumping at you, whatever. This game is is like all that, right? Like the whole (laughs) time. And it gets you in a way that Ah. no normal games get you. When something is jumping at your face in VR, (laughs) it is terrifying in a way that you cannot replicate on a regular TV screen. Right? (laughs) So that alone, it has going for it. But so in the beginning of the game, you get the gravity gloves you know, similar to like gravity gun in the, in the original half-life. So you're holding your hands out and everything you're aiming your hand at, it'll like highlight orange, like objects that are interactable. You look, you hold it there for a second, you hold the trigger and you yank back and the object comes flying at you. And now you have to hold your hand up and hit the trigger to catch it. And this sounds like gimmicky, But once you get it, it feels so natural to be like, "Oh, there's a magazine for you know some ammo. I'm out of ammo. Yank it over, grab it, stick it in, pull." Because you have to like put the magazine in the gun, pull back on the slide, and and you're doing it. It It sounds like super dope Jedi force powers (laughs) to me. Yeah, right. Sounds awesome. It is (laughs) so cool, guys. It is so cool, and but everything feels right. Like, it feels real in a way that is enjoyable. Like, it feels like you're in the sci-fi world in there. Everything from, like like I said, you literally, if you have ammo, you have to reach over your shoulder, hit the trigger, pull out a magazine, jam it in the gun, and pull back on the slide. And in order to release it, you have to hold A, and the magazine will drop out. And they do the realism thing. You know, these this is the team that made Firewatch. I don't know if you know that. Okay. Like, they were they acquired... You know, it's it's Jake Rodkin, Chris Remo. Um, they were acquired.
0: Campo Santo, is that their name? Campo Santo, Campo yeah. Santa.
2: And Sean Vanneman, I forgot the other. They're like the trio. Um, and Ali Moss, who did the art, does the art for this. Like, like the four of them from Campo Santo were like the leads on this game. And it shows because they care about the little details. So if you have three more shots in the magazine and you release that because you want to reload, you just wasted three bullets. And you can pick that mag back up and put it and back in bullets. and that's fine but it's there you know and to the point of when you're on your last bullet and it's in the chamber you can get rid of that mag and then end up having 11 shots instead of 10 because you have one in the chamber and a full magazine so like little stuff makes a big difference in this kind of game and it's full of little stuff like that like the shotgun when you get it you're loading shells in loading shells in and then you have to like yank it back to like close the chamber so you're like doing a motion of like like pulling back and it closes it's just the game is full of stuff like that and the the thing that i'm constantly impressed by is the animations of the enemies of the head crabs of the barnacles they're called that, that hang from the ceiling with the tongues down it's like in the beginning of the game when you come across that for the first time so you see it you like that you know what you're supposed to do is they have this long string coming down. It's like a skinny little tongue. And if you touch it, it sucks you up to the top and eats you, right? So what you got to do is like grab something from the environment, throw it in, make it start pulling it up, and then you can walk by. When you like stand under it and look up for the first time and you see it just like moving around, the, the way that it's animated, the art in this game, even at l- the low resolution that I'm playing it on, it's you can see it just looks so good wow. and so real like that kind of stuff. It really, I'm telling you, it goes a long way in making this like a special kind of experience. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm not really talking about the game. I'm talking about little details, but I think these things are, are crucial in taking it from, because I have played a lot of other VR games and it's like, this feels different, and these are the reasons why it feels different. Right, right. You know, it, it's not like the, the attention to detail. The, the attention to detail, it's it's awesome, man. It's a
0: complete sequel to the original Half-Life so, games. I don't know. If, I don't know how much you can tell. Yeah, because right? I know this. Well,
2: it's a combo of things. Number one, it's I a very kinda, secretive game. Yeah, I kind of don't want to say too much, okay. but but it's it's you are Alex Vance. You are. Like it is in that universe, it is a continuation of that universe, you know, in one way or another. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just, yeah, it's honestly, it's just a special thing, and it 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 feels everything about it. All the sci fi stuff, like that, you're looking at looks amazing, feels amazing, fe- makes you feel like you're really in that world, and they have so many like. A lot of cool puzzle solving, like that's the stuff that I love. Like the combat feels good because you're in VR. Like if this was a regular game, it's generic combat. It feels good because you are, you know, looking down your sights and and keeping track of your ammo. There's nothing more terrifying than you run out of ammo when there's two headcrabs on the ground. You're like oh god, oh god! You're like frantically trying to like like if it's really really neat. But the puzzles are very well designed. Um the game is just super fun to play. It's good to explore that world. Around every corner there's like, you know, some resin which you use to upgrade your guns. There's you know, you like I spend so much time just like opening drawers. Like it's got that gone home, you know, that that Firewatch feel of like you want to rummage through everything right, and find everything. And it has all that. And and it, I just think it's such a good combination of all the things that it does well that it, it feels like something new it feels
1: really really good i'm it's- really happy you're playing this i love i think it was like two years ago where vr representation was like took uh, with like astro uh yeah. and uh and moss and, and moss. like some of the games that year you know like that yeah that um i really really enjoyed so this being a game not on psvr i'm i'm super excited for you to be playing this game yeah definitely because i love that half like Ale- Not that it didn't get love when it came out, but that we can now give it the love it deserves, you know?
0: Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, VR, I mean, we always talk about how it's like, you know, ever since, you know, Mary 64, no other thing has, you know, shaped shaped the industry. And I think VR has that potential. And I do think, though, that you're right. When we talk about, like, our favorite games, you're right. There isn't very much representation. I remember when we were debating Moss and Astro Bot, and that was, like, it, you know? So, like, it's nice to, you know... I'm glad that there's a nice collection of of these you know heavy titles that are tied to just uh, VR. Definitely, you know. And so that's, that's right. cool to hear. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah,
2: so. and I'll wrap up with talking about it by just saying I think the the movement. I, I know other games have messed around with like how you move around the world in VR. This has the teleporting of so on the left stick, you hold a direction on the left stick, and then you aim it, and when you release it, you'll be in that spot um the nice thing that they do is on the stick you can press forward and then turn like left or right and it'll turn your feet Uh, so like wherever you land you can like look like before you land there right you can look in a certain direction and then they use the right stick to do like 15 degree turns right left you can always move your head obviously and I spend a lot of time, like if something jumps past me and I need to turn around and shoot it, I just turn around my body, you know, look look my head back and shoot it, but you can use the right stick. Turn, 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 turn. So you're not bumping Um, into walls or anything? No, no. I I play sitting down. Uh, I know, you know, you can play this a number of ways. I play sitting down. Upside down, down, perhaps? I don't think I'd recommend that.
1: If you touch one of those tongues that zap you up to the ceiling, maybe. (laughs) And you don't have a choice.
2: Um, But I have it so that you click the right stick in and you'll crouch. And then you hold it and you'll stand up. Right. Um, I personally prefer it that way. Everyone can do it differently. I think they recommend that you stand. Um, It's just more comfortable for me to sit. I do have a thing. Uh that I did not have with the PSVR. I don't know if it's my setup or whatever. I can't really be in there for like more than an hour or I get like a bad headache. Right. Um, I don't think that's anything to do with the game. Right. Um, it might just be the- yeah, it might just be. The device is very, very cool, very comfortable. Like it's nice i think yeah the body just doesn't like it sometimes <laughs> um but yeah that's half-life alex i am very excited to keep playing it every yeah, every free to. hour i have i'm jumping in and playing it's been it's been awesome
0: i'm excited to hear the full uh, the full review by the time because yeah. like i said agreed they're
2: saying it's the greatest game of all time <laughs> <laughs> Who is telling you these things?
1: Every, everybody, Shelby. <laughs>
2: I will say, I will say, it is, It, it currently, I'm, ha- you know, eight hours in, maybe halfway, maybe more, maybe less. Right. It's one of my favorite games of the year. Ooh. That's what I'll
1: say. Is this, was this um, marketed as a full game? Is it? Or is it like a, a shorter adventure? No, this so? is a
2: this is a full-on, full game. Okay, yeah. all right. I so didn't know if what it was saying. supposed to be, you I'm, know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like a half-step, uh, like a smaller game. It's, right. it's a full-fledged game, and that's why I'm saying I really don't know. Is it 10 hours? Is it 12? Is it 15? Is it 20? I have no idea. I'm eight hours in. I'm, I'm very curious to see where the story goes. That's the one thing I'll say. Like I think the environmental storytelling is great. I think the A plot It's not really doing that much for me right now. I don't know if if that's I'm um, early on or not, and there's gonna be some cool stuff going on. But the whole game is like, oh, your dad got taken, and you're you're trying to go find him and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's been uh-huh. okay. Well, wasn't, that, <laughs> well,
0: wasn't that the whole appeal to you know, Half Life when it first came out? It was it was more the environmental storytelling. Yeah. It was like, oh my yeah. gosh, like those people are talking over there. You can go and listen, or you yes. can like. And, listen, it, and you know. this
2: game has that where it's like it's super immersive and super fun to just kind of like check out your environment um i do really like your character so i don't know the guy's name i'm hoping you guys can help me here uh there is a new zealand new zealander actor he he was in flight of the concords but he's not one of the main guys he's like a shorter he's the voice of somebody in thor ragnarok the big stone guy oh
1: yeah he was the director Oh, ta- 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 Taika, Taika- Waititi. No, no,
2: no. Not, not Taika Waititi. No. His friend... He, he's been in What We Do in the Shadows. He's the voice of one of the guys in Ragnarok. He was in
0: What We Do in the Shadows?
2: The movie? The sh- the movie, yes. He, he plays the werewolf in the movie. And he is the voice of like your main friend in this, who is like, oh, on yeah? your voice headset all the time. And he is awesome. He's a great actor. He's super funny. I've loved him in everything he's been in. I wish I knew his name. Um, but he... He's awesome in this. Really, really good. He's definitely one of my favorite characters this year, um, and I'm curious to see where the story goes with him. Um, I don't even remember his name in the game, which is not good either. <laughs> oh no! Um, but, but yeah, Half Life Alex, man, you're loving it. It's a hell of a game. I got to get you guys into VR and, and check it out. Let's for, just stop this podcast right now and go play some <laughs> Half Life Alex. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, all right, good man, good. So that's Half Life Alex. That's what we've been playing. Unless anybody has anything more to uh, to add.
2: Don't think so. All right, we'll I get to some so. news
0: beats. Let's talk about how great uh, Game Pass is. I just want to mention three of the greatest adventure <laughs> games of all time by Double Fine: Grim Fandango, Data Tentacle, and Full Throttle are out now on Game Pass,
2: and it's all the remastered versions. If you
0: haven't played them, they ama- I I've actually I've, I haven't played all of Full Throttle, mm. but I've played Grim Fandango and Data Tentacle a bunch of times. I played Data Tentacle when they remastered it a few years ago. Yeah, um, Grim Fandango is just one of my favorite games ever of all time so you know another win for game
2: pass definitely another win for game pass i think those are three of the best adventure games of all time so it's like pretty cool that they're all out on game pass did double find do uh monkey island no they did the newer ones but tim schaefer got his start on On okay that's why it's not missing ron gilbert is the the creator of monkey Island. i
0: still gotta get to those games but um yeah so another win for game pass and that's my Microsoft news. So let's go down. Let's go back. Let's go to Sony. So there was an unboxing of the PS5 and a little, uh, little uh, sneak peek at uh, AstroBot. So I know Dan said he watched a video of Giant Bomb. I saw a video about you know the controller. and yeah. You know certain things that pop up in AstroBot. You know spoiler stuff. But, yeah. um Dan, so going to let you take this one away?
2: I, I'll say. I mean, I watched a Giant Bomb video of them playing through the Cooling Springs level of Astro's Playroom. And uh, number 1, I'm super excited for that game now. That is a full-on game. It might be short, but that's a full-fledged game. It looks like like a Mario Odyssey style video game and it looks great. Did you see like all the
0: reference? They like super references. So,
2: I don't want to give it away, but they reference so much. So what I'm going to say is each level is a different PlayStation generation. So like the Cooling Springs level, the only one they could talk about is the PS3 level. And then there's a PS1, PS2, PS4 level. And you're finding like artifacts in the game <clears throat> that are like hardware. For, so it'll be like, oh, the PlayStation Move remote control <laughs> you found in the world. And you can like zoom in and close up everything. The thing that really gets me excited is they kept talking about how amazing the DualSense controller is. And they said like they. Everyone is always skeptical of haptics, right? Like haptic feedback, like, oh, Mm -hmm. HD rumble and Nintendo switch. It's like, come on. Like it's, it's really just rumble. People are saying that with this controller and the thing that gets me excited is this is not the marketing team saying this. This is the people that are playing it, that are saying it. That's the difference. And what we're seeing them say is you have your hands on the controller you're playing. You there's like this wind blowing dust around and it's like, you feel it throughout your hands. Like you, f- it feels like wow. there's dust. And then they're like, Oh, you're on ice. It feels like ice. They're like, I don't really know how to explain that, but I know I'm on ice. <laughs> just you said giant bombs usually feels. pretty critical, right? Giant bomb is, is notoriously rough on especially gimmicky type of stuff. Uh, and they are over the moon about this controller. Wow. Um, I'm
1: fucking stoked.
2: That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, they were talking about the triggers, um, being able to, have the resistance like again it sounds gimmicky but they said when you're doing it they're like i don't know how you, you know astro becomes a spring that you have to like move around and it's like right if i have my eyes closed and i'm hitting this it feels like i'm pushing a spring down and releasing it i did hear so like similarly um
1: with that spring loaded in a, mm-hmm. in a gun sort of way like you feel as if you're pulling a trigger and then you feel the release that's, of the, that's really like as insane. you continue to pull yeah. you feel like oh all right the gun just shot Dang. you know like i i've heard very similar good things and i can't i can't
2: wait man oh man i'm yeah, so excited it, it, i mean it's just so exciting for like everything to do with this controller <laughs> everything sounds great like i'm super super excited as, as the time gets closer uh i do want to circle back quickly and say the guy's name is reese darby yes that's the actor oh okay that i'm talking about and he was in what yes. we do in shadows Yes, he, he was—he was like the werewolf yeah. in what we do in the shadows when they had like the the. He was more You're a werewolf, not yeah. a werewolf. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's him. <laughs> okay.
1: Like recent things too, he was in the Jumanji movies. Yeah, um, oh, the new okay.
2: ones. He's like the, oh yes, the he, NPC. He right, he's in the yeah. truck and he's yes. like hi, I'm. You're was on your in, adventure, okay. And he was one of the guys he was he was like the the rock guy in Yes in wow. Thor Ragnarok. That's okay. what I was saying. Yeah. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But he's your he's your main companion in, in yeah. Half-Life Fox. That's all I was That's saying. That's
0: cool. All right. So a lot of exciting uh well probably next time next episode. Next episode. You guys will have had well, a chance no, to, to touch it.
2: No, next episode will be we're not gonna talk about it. Oh. Because it it's literally coming out like the day we'll be recording. Uh uh-huh. Um so What we might do, we're going to have a conversation about this, what we might do is, uh, you know, we're just doing it live here, folks. We're talking through it. I'm thinking that what we might do is... (laughs) I told you that there's four friends here. They're in on it. They're in on the the magic. You guys are part of the decision-making process, so tell us what you want. We're thinking that for the next episode that comes up in two weeks, it'll be a special episode. And then we'll do one week after, we'll do our first week with the PS5. And do kind of an episode like that um but we'll figure that out i'm just saying next episode might be a different type of like in the can we we recorded it before it won't be topical about any games
0: you're welcome um, friends <laughs> yeah
2: yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so we're all excited about the ps5 and um yeah that's exciting stuff and ashworth's playroom looks so good yeah <laughs> it looks so i'm good. telling you every
1: time they give us these little <laughs> snippets of of get like we did the same thing with I, Sackboy. I was just about to say yeah. when they showed literally the, the most small and minute pieces of Sackboy, it got me more excited. Excited for, the game. for it, yeah. You know, and it's like Dark Souls like trailer came out yesterday. Oh, the Demon Souls. Yeah. Demon. Demon Souls, sorry, Demon yeah. Souls trailer came out yesterday, yeah, and it's it. like, oh, damn! Like I, I really
0: want to play that too. I know. We're yeah. we're walking into a new generation, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. I'm that's, very excited. That's yeah. Good, I'm sure. I'm very excited. So you know. We do have a few uh, delays, though, and I know that gets people upset. But I just want to say, you people sending death threats need to stop it. It's ridiculous and <laughs> Yes, we're only three guys. Do guys that. And this is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so much we can do. <laughs> we're only men. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Cyberpunk, you know the the game that we've all been anticipating, has been pushed to December 10th. Um, I kind of saw this coming. I'm not sure, you know, what came first. Well, there hmm. was. Who's the Who's the leader of of CD Projekt Red? Kaczynski? the leader, huh? Like or the
2: the like the CEO. The CEO. I don't know his name.
0: Um, but there was a, <laughs> no, there was an issue with crunch, and I remember him saying, "Oh, well, our crunch isn't that bad," which is well, a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you know, then he apologized for
2: it, and then we have the delay. If I my
0: if my timeline is so, correct. Uh,
2: so all right, so there's a couple things. the, the interesting stuff is basically the the problem is we so games are fluid right like they constantly are getting patches constantly getting all kinds of stuff right so a couple of weeks ago cd project red posted it's official cyberpunk 2077 has gone gold which means nothing now except for that they passed certification and they're ready to they're allowed to put the game out right okay but that used to mean hey the discs are printed so we're done right when when it (laughs) comes up you can pick it up at the store so imagine how people feel about the game has gone gold and we're all celebrating and then it's delayed again it doesn't make much sense right um now the other aspect of it is up until the night before this delay cd project was posting on their twitter account all these kinds of things saying like, like somebody tweeted at them and was like, Hey, you know, like obviously you shouldn't be like this. I'm not saying this person is a normal human being, but they're like, Hey, I want to make sure I took the week off to play cyberpunk. It's definitely not getting delayed again. Right. And they're like, you know, put that time off in, you're good to go. (laughs) Like literally like six hours before the delay. (laughs) Like clearly they have a problem with like management. Yeah. And then like you had alluded to Dan, there was a problem where. <laughs> here's what it is. It's it's basically. The 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 CEO of CD Projekt put out a, a tweet that was basically like, I think what it would happen was that they got interviewed by an outlet and they asked about crunch and they asked about and Crunch events. and he said something to the fact of our Crunch isn't that bad. Yes. Um and they said our crunch isn't that bad blah 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 right and then he comes out so jason schreier put out some things because he gets he got emails from um he he literally has a suite that's left to right right so the left side was yeah susinski or kaczynski talking to investors about crunch It says, regarding crunch, actually, it's not that bad and never was. Of course, it's a story that's been picked up by the media, and some people have been crunching heavily, but a large part of the team is not crunching at all since they have finished their work. It's mostly about Q&A and engineers, programmers, but it's not that heavy, of course. It will be extended a bit, but we have feedback from the team. They're happy about the extra three weeks, so we don't see any threats regarding crunch, right? But you're right with
0: the patches, right? You meant, yeah.
2: Yes, so then the next day... He sends an email to the staff dear all from the bottom of my heart. I would like to apologize to everyone for what I said during Tuesday's investor conference call. I had not wanted to comment on crunch yet. I still did. And I did it in a demeaning and harmful way. Truth be told, it's only now when the stress connected with the delay decision and the call itself is lifting that I'm fully realizing the true extent of my words. I have nothing to say in my defense. What I said was not even unfortunate; it was utterly bad. For that, please accept my most sincere and honest apologies. I always was and am still proud of the heart and soul you put into what you do every day. Yours humbly, Adam. Um, that was tw- that was like eighteen hours apart, <laughs> you know. So, like, think about happened. what's going on here. And the second email came out after the delay, so it was like he's talking about his crunch. Delay. Delay. Then I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry I said that about the crunch. (laughs) And it's just like, come on, dude. And even delaying,
0: it's not going to put off the the number of hours. If you're spending 100 hours a week, yeah.
2: There have been multiple interviews about, like, from developers regarding crunch. A delay is a nightmare for them because that means longer crunch. Right. That means you are now on the hook for three more weeks of crunch. To do the same 100 hour week. Exactly. Yeah. So it gets a little silly where it's like, what? Like, this game is getting to the point of like, like, <laughs> how many qualifiers are we gonna have to make when we say that we like this game at this point? Well, like hundred. Right. Yeah, seriously.
0: Yeah. We have to do that with Red Dead, right? I was like, well, you know. Yeah.
2: So for for this, I mean, they're just they're just a mess, honestly. It's and and should keep, they? It keeps happening. Should they delay the game if the game needs to be delayed? The answer is yes. Of course but should you make someone work they should not hours be crunching exactly. in order to get it out exactly. obviously yeah. <clears throat> so that's pretty much the story there it's coming out december 10th instead of november 17th <clears throat> and that's pretty much that right
0: but we decided i don't know if we should mention it now
2: oh yeah let's talk about it so we, we've been talking about like our game of the year stuff um We do a big game of the year thing. We do a ton of different episodes about it. We love it. It's like our favorite. It's the
0: the best day of the year, honestly. It's it's my favorite time of the year. better than Christmas.
2: But I think what we're deciding, especially in the face of Cyberpunk coming out December 10th, we usually record those like mid-December, right? December
0: 15th usually on
2: the dot. (laughs) So I think we're making a thing starting this year. Any game that comes out after December 1st, is not eligible for the game of the year that year and we can talk about it for game of the year the following year i think that's the only way to do it fair enough because i think the the other options are (laughs) put out our game of the year stuff at the end of january or just any game that comes out then that we didn't play just don't talk about which i don't think is a good solution also right. i think
0: recency bias is such a thing i always find that like you know the, the newest game is right, like, right oh right. this is the best game ever and then i forget that oh i played kentucky road zero in january yeah. and you that's know, what it is like,
1: you, you gotta want to mull it over a
2: little yeah. you know like and let it sit there and, and if and cyberpunk's a 100 just hour it. game right exactly. <laughs> if cyberpunk's a 100 hour game yeah how, in what universe can we play that before we record those? we're just no. going to and like i said i mean l- we'll talk about it and figure it out this is just what we're thinking right now if the decision is why don't we put out our game of the year stuff at the end of january then maybe that's better and we can record the stuff after the holidays after we've played everything i i'm not sure what the right answer is the problem is it gets muddy because we get games out in january that we really want to play and now we're talking about other games before right game 20, of the yeah. year comes out like it's a mess so
0: you know the struggles of having a video game podcast. Once again,
1: fans, you're here with
2: us. The struggles we of the struggle for you. Highly popular, very prolific podcast. Very um, prolific.
1: So the dozen of you out there. Yeah, right. My mom help us here. Uh...
2: No, I, I really genuinely think that that's the best decision. Is to say December 1st the cutoff. Everything else is el- eligible for next year. We have our 12 month period of of game of the year. And it goes December. I mean, I'm fine with that. We don't
1: follow the uh, the calendar. We yeah. follow the December or <laughs> exactly. December to November is our yeah, 12-month exactly. period. <laughs> so,
2: but I don't know. If if anyone thinks of a different idea, let right. us know. But uh, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So, Mom, if you're listening,
0: start thinking of some ideas. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> so that's Email Cyberpunk. us. <laughs> so, Cyberpunk. All right. Another delay, Far Cry 6, for those of you that were excited for Far Cry 6, pushed up to uh, quarter one. It's delayed,
2: delayed out of quarter one. It was in oh, quarter sorry. one. Oh, I, sorry.
0: I jumbled that. It's in out of Q1. And now it's out of Q1. Out of Q1. Yeah. Q1. So we don't know those, when that is, but. For we'll those see. of you that are excited <laughs> for Far Cry 6,
2: crickets. Crickets, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah, you're have to. I, uh,
1: we haven't seen anything from this game other we than the cinematic. John, John, Carlo. John Carlos Stannin's in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm um, John Carlos <laughs> The John <Stan. I mean, laughs> Esposito. He's a Yankee fan. <laughs> I mean, John Carlos Esposito. <laughs> uh, oh, that is good stuff. Not Fantastic. the 2017 yeah.
0: NL MVP. Sorry, about
1: but that. um, but yeah, no, I mean. I I haven't really seen anything from this game other than that cinematic trailer. Super excited about Giancarlo Esposito being in it, but I didn't care to even try Far Cry 5. So we'll me, see. Me and Dan were just talking I, about I, Far Cry. Where we said yeah. we were
0: talking he, was, he sent me an article about how great Far Cry 2 was and why it was so great. Right, and like we talked about how uh, you know Far Cry 3, the way that we talked about Final Fantasy 6 and Final Fantasy 7, we're like we love Final Fantasy 6, Final Fantasy 7 is good, but every Final Fantasy game tried to remake Mimic. Final Fantasy right, 7. Right. So Dan was saying how you know it seems like with Far Cry 2 and 3, every yeah. Far trying to do three, right. but is yep. not having the same pack or the same, you know, yep. punch that It know, is That's right. true.
2: I will also I wanna say, um, Giancarlo Esposito is Italian. I'm just gonna mention it again. <laughs> he is? That's all I'm gonna he say. Is Italian, <laughs> Giancarlo
0: <yeah>. Esposito is <laughs> in my favorite movie of all time. Do the right thing. He plays bugging Out. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. I love Giancarlo well,
1: Esposito. Not, uh, he's no uh he doesn't have a lack of credits, that's for sure. He's <laughs> He's, he's also Gus Fring and pretty a, damn good. Best show of all time. He's, he, he's a great he just, actor. He just joined him. The Boys season two, which I finished. Oh, really? That's oh, cool. He was so good in it. I
0: didn't mean to. I'm sorry, Giancarlo. I didn't mean to confuse you with. I'm a big baseball fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> totally fine. Uh,
1: that that saddens me to hear, actually, because I jumped onto Far Cry with Far Cry Four, so I uh, I just missed out on the good shit, huh? I
2: never well, played, I, mean,
0: I never played two. I have to I keep tell saying you, that's yeah, the best. The thing
2: one. that I have to tell you is two is like a special, unique kind of game, right? That some people hate. Really? And some people love. Far Cry 3 is a game that either you're like, it's good, but it's not what I want, or you're over the moon about it. It's by far the most popular. Is that the one with the enemy? uh, Yeah, Voss. I think it's in touch with the V. Voss. Voss. That's right, Yes. yes. It's a very good game. It is so different from Far Cry 2 that the people that love Far Cry 2 are like, what are we doing? And that's why it's such an apt comparison for Final Fantasy 6 to 7, where it's like, Diehards of six are like, no, we don't want this. Like you just made one of the best games ever made, and you're putting out this. That's what happened. Right. So So very divisive. I am a uh... huge fan of Far Cry two, and I happen to also really like Far Cry three, but in a very different way. I almost consider them like different like genres almost. (laughs) Like they're (laughs) like so different in what they're trying to do. Um, but yeah, I I I will say if you liked later Far Cry games, but you don't like the new like you know if you liked four. Right, three is great. I think people should play two, but it, but it's a very different thing. Right. Yeah, I it.
1: literally have only played four and Primal, and yeah. Primal didn't do it for me. So no, I, you're not into I the caveman life. I haven't touched it since. No, no, <laughs>
2: not my thing. <laughs> not into the caveman life.
0: <laughs> so I'm a little silly today. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Destruction All Stars is also pushed back to February, but it's exciting because it will be free for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Yes, so.
2: I think that's pretty neat because it's a $70 game. Yeah.
0: And it's free for Which PlayStation I, Plus subscribers. I had initially
2: thought, huh, that's a $70 game, huh? That's yeah. interesting. Um, so maybe this is a very good thing for this game depending on what it what it ends up being. Uh, but I, I think that's cool. I, I like the idea of it being a PS Plus game.
0: Honestly, it seems like a good time for PlayStation Plus subscribers. So talk about yeah. this. I
2: was going to say, alongside of that is...
0: Alongside of that, in November, the uh, the Hollow Knight Voidheart edition that includes all the DLC content, free for PlayStation Plus members. Same thing with Shadow of War, the uh, Middle Earth uh, mm-hmm. Tolkien game. Those that's are, the second one, right? That's the yes. second
2: those are, those are very good games for PlayStation Plus. I think that's a very strong month. And then... I agree.
0: Holy crap, Dan.
2: We're talking about Bugsnax. Bugsnax is
0: free for PlayStation Plus members.
2: That's very exciting.
0: That's insane. You got a free game right there. It's like your favorite game ever already. Well, I don't know about that. Some but... are saying it's the greatest game of all time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have heard some say... <laughs> um, <laughs> i am the ggat's <laughs> up in here <laughs> i am super excited for bug snacks it being free on ps plus is just the cherry on top i think that's so neat and i think it's gonna it, it it's hitting that kind of not to the level of fall guys where it's like mass excitement but it's very popular on like social media stuff like people are People are talking about bug snacks. They're saying so. I I think this is going to be a big hit on PlayStation that's Plus. That's crazy. I that, think that's a great great thing for these,
0: them. these like subscription services between Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. You know, it's it
2: yeah.
1: Like but it's, uh, let's let's be honest here. PlayStation Plus is playing the catch up game right now. You well, know, that's true. Like, game get, Pass already yeah. surpassed them. Well, uh, it's very different. I uh, think uh, completely different. But they obviously like the and we've talked about this in the past that they needed something, and I think this is actually the perfect way to do this is hey let's get you all excited about these games and i don't know if this was their plan all along obviously with destruction all-stars getting pushed back i think this was just their way of going you know what how do we fix this or or if people were excited about this game as a launch and now it's not put it on playstation plus i think that's awesome i really do i think it's a great way of doing stuff
2: and i and i will say i mean launch day if you're a playstation plus subscriber you have hollow knight one of the best games of all time you have Shadow of War, a pretty good action game. You have Bug Snacks, very highly anticipated game. And you have that PlayStation Plus collection from the PS4 that has like God of War, Uncharted 4, like Bloodborne. All these amazing games yeah. are included for PlayStation Plus. You could not buy a game and get your PS5, and you could you have You got games for a whole library. A yeah, you got games. Yeah. For- it's
1: a great generation for jumping onto a new console yeah, if you did not yeah, have really a ps4 if you missed out way to go. on the last generation it really is the way to go because that that backlog of ps plus games is pretty extensive it's the <laughs> dawning
0: of a new era gentlemen it's neat good stuff um and other sony news uh we got snippets of well not snippets not like video but we got pictures of tom holland as our friend nathan drake and mark Wahlberg. now is that confirmed mark Wahlberg as sully
1: he is yes. sully Yeah, he is sully yeah, so yeah.
0: they're making the uncharted movie shelby yeah, told me that they're completely they're finished. They have wrapped filming. They've wrapped it up. So filming we got-
1: has wrapped, and Tom Holland has moved on to his other Sony property of so- Spider-Man 3. Wow. There is something
2: I have to say. I, am a, I don't like that Mark Wahlberg picture. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did. I did not think they were going to go with the stash. I'm not going to lie. I just lie. really don't like he it. He does look like I the people
0: like that my all. mom would say, like, yeah, don't buy candy from him. But- <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> I have to say, obviously, they're going for, like uncharted threes feel for sully you know like the younger actually has not gray hair sully so we'll see how it looks on camera i mean that the picture we've seen was from his personal instagram account so hopefully (laughs) with a movie magic (laughs) i
2: think if i'm being honest i think tom holland is an awesome i think he's gonna be great as young drake i think i think mark Wahlberg will be a fine sully it's just something about that picture (laughs) it's just i agree with you do we know it's been haunting me i'm sorry bud and it, we,
1: it was funny because there was a video too, and he's like, "Don't ask me about it. Don't ask me <laughs> about it." And everybody's like, "What's happening?" <laughs> Don't ask you about what? Do you talk about the stash? Like we know you're filming Uncharted. <laughs> like what? Oh, it's so good. It was very bizarre. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> I, I do want to say about the photo of um Nathan or Tom as Nathan in in the photo. He's standing on like a destroyed. Pirate ship, it looks yeah. like you know, like so. So I'm very curious as to what the we're getting here. Yeah, you know, because um, if I mean, if we're getting a younger Drake. Hopefully, we're getting a brand new story. I really don't want to see them try and replicate a right, go, go back to Shambala or uh... exactly. You know what I mean? And obviously, this isn't Jake's Drake's first outing where he, you know, Drake, from Drake's fortune or whatever right. it is. So, so I'm excited. I, I really want a new story, and that picture got me. Uh, got me hyped for it yeah i'm more, excited
0: you know? I, I like tom holland a lot although I, the
1: I the hell that it went through you know so we'll see do we know
0: if there's gonna be like a series or all we know is that there's just the one on charlie movie right now depends how much money yeah yeah i'm that's, sure that's, that's, that's what we that's, know that's sure just it's just gonna make a lot of how money. it is
1: i mean tomb raider got a sequel all th- be it delayed but right. it's that got a sequel and i don't think that made a, too much money right but alicia vikander is awesome so we'll see what she's happens she's a great yeah. actress <laughs> yeah she is all right, uh, that's yeah.
0: exciting. All right, so we got Uncharted to look forward to. Tom Holland looks great. Mark Wilberg, uh gives Dan chills.
2: Sorry, pal. I mean, he's kind of a shithead anyway. So yeah, he's a that's jerk. A... He really is. Um, but yeah, that picture, something, uh, something not right about that. <laughs> so I think that wraps
0: up our news beats. Unless anybody has, you know, speak now or forever hold your peace. This episode's about to rap. Wait, my lips are sealed. It's not rapping yet. We got a top five, no bottom. No five. bottom five. So uh, Dan came up with a great idea of the best robots in games. Well, the best AI in games, and then I got very confused thinking
2: that it was like companions. But the best, I think. I think just saying robots is kind of what we're going for, I guess. Robots in, in disguise. <laughs> Uh, the best
0: robots in game, and we do
2: have some dishonorable mentions that we'll we'll start it off with. So these we were starting the bottom five, and we decided that we couldn't really do it because we only three came to mind. But we got our friend Claptrap,
0: Borderlands people out there, that
2: annoying little shit. Uh, we got Flood, the Flash Liquidizer Ultra Dousing Device.
0: Beautiful. Say it, Dan. Say it.
2: Mario. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It must be so fun trying to come up with those acronyms. You yeah, know, right. Because like, oh. you obviously
1: you know they come up with a word first. Right. And it's like, oh, that's how ridiculous.
2: We... And then our last dishonorable mention is Rob the Robot. Rob, I know you, you got a little resurgence in Smash, but before that you were a real piece of work. What,
0: was Rob? Rob was... what does Rob
1: stand for? in smash for me i always beat him so robot often beaten you know like what <laughs> I, I don't know what rob stands for what, i'm gonna look it up <laughs> what, what
0: was so rob wasn't in a game right it was with the nes right it was like they would the rob would hold the cartridge and like right, move and it and put it yes. in like that. wasn't
1: he he's in a movie too and um, where he does it and i can't remember what it is was it like uh, well,
0: ready player one did he show up or ugh.
1: no was he in that i don't know
2: uh he, he was in a game also, just so you know. But robotic operating buddy is but, what well, Rob he stands did. for. He would,
0: just, he would hold the game, right? You put the game in him and he would just... Yeah, but
2: he... I had no clue. You would pay
0: for him to just put the game out. Oh. But in
2: Gyromite. Okay. He was like a player too. He would like play along with you.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: If I'm, remember- if I'm remembering and reading that correctly.
0: All right, that's okay. So Rob, Flood, Claptrap, we appreciate you. But,
2: but, you're, but you're, you're, bad. You're, you're not. You're bad You're robots. not on the list. So
0: let's talk about our contenders for the top five. Bad robot. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through it. We got some heavy hitters already. We got GLaDOS from Portal. We've got Legion from Mass Effect. Cortana from Halo. Mega Man, obviously from the Mega Man series. I did want to add Snake Man, but that's a different list. All right. We got Shodan from System Shock 2. HK 47 from Knights of the Old Republic. Star Wars. We got Robo from Chrono Trigger. Chuby from Near Automata. Autonoma. Sorry about that. <laughs> Paschal, you corrected yourself and said Also <laughs> from Nier. Automata. Oh, I, so I said it right the first time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nier. It's from Nier. BT7274 from Titanfall 2. BD1 from Jedi Fallen Order. Pathfinder from Apex Legends. Nick Valentine, the saving grace of Fallout 4. Bastion from Overwatch. Clank from Ratchet and Clank, of course. Steve from Dark Cloud 2, Metaton from Undertale, Wheatley from Portal 2, and the Gray Fox Cyborg Ninja, Metal Gear Solid, Frank Yeager.
2: So I have to say right off the top, I love, we got all of these robot names, and then we got Steve. <laughs> so I'd love to start, I was actually just gonna say that
1: I wanted uh, just give this an honorable mention because he's not even close to a top five. but. If anybody hasn't played this game before, I know I always bring up like these old ass games. I gotta see,
0: I gotta play Dark Cloud, man. I know how much you love
1: it. Play Dark Cloud 2. Dark Cloud is awesome. Dark Cloud 2 is a better game. um, That you don't need to play the first one to play. But (laughs) Steve is, so basically in the game, you have your main character Max, your main character Monica, and each of them have like a second form that you could do. Monica turns into monsters, it's fucking useless. And then Max is handy and crafty. So he builds a robot out of like a barrel and a battery pack or some shit. And it's Steve. So basically when you come across giant enemies in the game, you use, you can use Steve. Use Steve. Um, If you're not super uh, built up as Max, the the only reason I want to put him on here, because you can, you can eventually create and buy a voice unit for Steve. So he just talks when you use him. And he's just like, come on, bring it on, bad guy! <laughs> like he just does his ridiculous. Uh, one more time, Shelby. Give us another it's one. So stupid, and uh, but it's pretty funny because he's just got like he's got so many different attachments. He's very customizable. I always wound up buying him roller skates and a giant laser gun to use. But you start off with like cannonball arms and stuff. So Steve is funny and fun to use. Not a top five whatsoever. But I wanted to give him. You a you mentioned him. Mention. I like it.
0: Man. I like it. Aw. Steve. Steve. Not and, and of course, go. who
1: helps you build him? Sid, who is the, your
2: Final Fantasy ripoff guy. Oh,
0: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All,
1: All
0: right. right, Steve.
2: Toodaloo, um, Steve. I think there's a couple other people here that, that we can trim some of the fat. I think Bastion from Overwatch. Not only is he... Uh, I mean, this is I'm talking Overwatch around launch. I don't even know what the game is anymore. It's probably a lot different, but he was like the bane of everyone's existence when that game first came out because he can transform into like a stationary minigun and just tear through people and I remember it was so annoying when you had a Bastion on the other team but I think it's a cool design for a robot it's this little robot with a little bird on his shoulder that like hangs around and it's like implied that the bird is like in control of the the robot Um, but I I mean that's definitely not a top 5 robot all right. So we're cutting Bastion.
0: Bye, Bastion. I feel like oh, where did we? Uh, oh, we didn't put um. Ribot. I was gonna cut Ribot though, so it's R- fine. <laughs> ribot. What is Ribot? So in Animal Crossing, there's like oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah so you in all the that. Animal Crossing games, there's like a frog robot character that like nobody like. They, he's just funny <laughs> because like nobody like cares that he's like a robot like he just kind of like goes about his thing he goes swimming like he does like all these things that like you wouldn't expect robots to do and i just i really appreciate how he broke robot gen you know robot you know norms and i really appreciated it but i guess you know he didn't broke sh- robot norms he, so that's great yeah you know he uh, he was never on this list so i guess you don't have to care get- <laughs> i <got> him
2: <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, robot. <laughs> All right, robot. I love you. You know what I was thinking of? Uh, sorry to throw a monkey wrench in. Um, the sword from Transistor, oh, yeah, is a pretty cool robot. It's a cool oh, robot. Uh, is it a robot?
0: It's a sword, it's a, it's it's a sword an with
1: AI. a
2: soul, and it's it. definitely an AI. Yeah, but we had that
1: in like Zelda Skyward Sword, too. And that well, did... that's true. Fee
0: <laughs> was in the sword, oh. but
1: she was not a robot. <laughs> it, the, the game's almost ten years old. We're
0: okay,
2: right? Yeah. Neither of those are gonna make it, so we'll just we mentioned them, and that's about it. Um, any others here that you guys are thinking of uh, chopping?
0: The only one that I don't have any experience with is BT seven two seven four from Titanfall two and Shodan from System Shock
2: two. I just those are the only two I don't. Well, BT <laughs> not familiar with. is definitely a contender. Yeah, I was gonna say BT staying. BT <laughs> is badass. Yeah, that was
0: just my naivete. I am just. Was... So first opinions. of
2: all, something I need to say to you, Dan, is Timefall Two is one of the best single-player shooter campaigns of all time. Wow! So I definitely recommend you playing
0: it. I get to that.
2: You probably get it for like five dollars on PS4. Agreed. Even better. Um, excellent game. Excellent character. So you're this like generic soldier dude, and BT, you're forming a bond with like your your robot companion that you sometimes hop in and take control of and sometimes you're just like running alongside and there's some really cool cinematic moments of like BT like reaching out his giant hand and catching you if you're like falling and stuff it's it's awesome BT is great and he's got a good personality which is you know why we get into we just, relationships well, with we all I'm all forward. about
0: personality hey I'm in <laughs> I'm all about the personality yeah,
2: personality um, So for Shodan I think that's more of like an iconic thing than a is the famous thing. Thing. the the female yeah. face with all the Yeah. So I think we are gonna cut Shodan. <laughs> For uh, those the, of you at home with the like, circuit veins. Yeah the circuit <laughs> yes. like the circuits yes. coming out of the head. So there's like... no like you know, you guys don't have any experience with that. I haven't played System Shock 2 in ten years. It's just uh, a famous It's just notorious. I, I I think similarly Cortana is not that great of a character. And the stuff when they try to really make her more of a character is actually flat out bad. Yeah. Uh, in the later Halos, but um, just iconic. Very iconic. We all know who so Cortana is. So I think we'll is. cut Cortana. and yeah. We'll cut Shodan.
1: I really only have Halo one through three experience with her, so I don't know how she is in the later
2: games. But yeah, once you get to the rampancy in the later games, and uh, that it's a whole mess. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else are we looking Talk at? Talk to here?
1: me about Robo from Chrono Trigger. Oh uh, yeah. Damn, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so,
0: and Chrono Trigger's only like maybe seven companions, and honestly, I just, he's just a, a very nice, so Chrono Trigger's an amazing game in that you time travel, and you and you meet him in the future, but what's so cool about Chrono Trigger is, depending on what you do in the past, or what you do in the future, like it all interconnects, and there's a, there's a storyline with Robo, and that like you help him find like his love, and like, it's really nice. It's Again, it's breaking robot, you know, norms, and I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> But you're right, I guess Robo's not gonna not gonna stick it. But I, I I just wanted to mention Robo. I think Robo is a very you know, he's an iconic character for anybody that, that loves Chrono Trigger. He's a very important character. Um he's just he's just an overall nice guy. He's got a good personality and well, I'm, somebody
1: I'm, needs to be here for robot representation. That's so. what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> he's just a very nice guy and um but yeah, I don't think he, he
2: cuts so he cuts we'll, the top five. We'll talk through Nier quickly without getting in too much detail. I have two near automata characters here. I have 2B which is the main protagonist in the first half of the game and I have Pascal. So the thing about Pascal is Pascal like runs this village and like protects all these little robot kids and like is doing all this stuff. It's like it's like the first village you come across where you're not just killing these machines. And you're like, oh, wait, they have like a little civilization, you know, whatever. It's a really tragic end to Pascal. <laughs> and it's, it's probably like one of the best moments in the game. Wow. Uh, and so that's why I kind of put them on this list. I think 2B, the interesting thing about 2B is there are other playable characters. So like when you play through the first run, you're playing as 2B the whole time. And then you take over as 9S and you see their perspective, which is a, like your companion, your companion yeah. through the first part and then you play as another character in that and it's like so it's hard for me to say like any one of those characters is like one of the best robots in games i think as a whole if you're talking about artificial intelligence in a story i think near is like the best of all time probably in in a video game but it's like I think any one of these characters is not like, it's kind of like the combination of everything that's going it's on the with of the, the storytelling. It- yeah. So I don't think I would, I would keep either of them, even though that is one of my favorite games ever. So what you're saying is, is if you want a great
0: robot story, sci-fi,
2: that's the one for you. That's man. the one to go. <laughs> I promise
1: you that. I, I remember <laughs> with my brief time with it, I remember Pascal. I remember Pascal too. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah.
2: I think Pascal, I could definitely make a case for top five here. Yeah. But I think, in the spirit of like what's going on with the rest of this list, I, I think it would be a little. Uh, Who was
1: the male character in
2: that game?
1: 9S. 9S, that's what it was. Yeah.
0: I yeah. want to go play Nier. I might you got to go, play,
2: yeah, play that it game. Play. That game is so fantastic. Um. But anyway, let's cut both of them.
0: All right. Let's see who's next
2: is tough i think bd1 is cute cool like a cool little right, thing Right, that's your r2d2 your bb8 yeah uh, yeah it's a little uh definitely a little um you know derivative well it's just star wars that's <laughs> just yeah it's yeah so I, I i would i would think that they're not really a top five here i'd vote to cut them as well all right i agree bd1 you're going
1: shout out bd1 for your definitely cute uh, definitely what, cute. What did he do? What, what was his big thing? Like you could flash the area in front of you or something. Yes. It was like the coolest yeah. thing that he did. Everything else was just annoying. BD1,
0: <laughs> we appreciate you flashing.
1: <laughs> Gross. He like scoped out the area. <laughs>
0: um, hmm. Uh, tell me about uh, Pathfinder. Do you think Pathfinder is going to stay? Pathfinder is so a character in uh, Apex. The thing
2: about Pathfinder is he's written in like a corny robot way but in a really good version of that. Where it's like, I got a nice kill. Like, that kind of stuff. So, it's, like, kind of, like, been dumb before. But he's fun because they have so many different lines. And it's, like, the line reads are good. Like, yeah. he has a good character to him where it's, like, like, who wants to zip line? <laughs> you know, like, stuff like that is, like, it's just, he's a fun robot character. Like, I, I would probably say he sticks around for now, at All least. Right. Um, but I do think he's...
0: then who we cut we got glados i mean we'll get to i mean glados is just amazing (laughs) yeah we got legion so legion um legion's really good because if i remember i haven't played the mass effect games in, in forever but legion was a robot who was
2: on the he's a geth so
0: right so the geth is your antagonist and the and Geth
2: he... is a singular consciousness. Right.
0: They control everything, but he has his own free will. He broke,
2: he broke the hive mind. He broke the yeah. hive mind. And that's <laughs> his... again,
0: breaking note robot norms. I love this. <laughs> that's
2: his main, uh, like, like the, 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 you know, his, his story conclusion involves like disconnecting from the, the hive and, and, you know, figuring out how to, how to get Geth to have, you know, control of them themselves with free will and stuff. I, I mean, he's a very cool character. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would be cutting Legion.
0: No, no, no. I was just going through the list and then GLaDOS is just incredibly well written and amazing. It's yeah. definitely staying. Yeah. Talk I, to just, me about, there's not uh, much to say about GLaDOS other than, you know, there's a lot to say, but we, right. could, we could be talking for like hours about uh, how amazing.
1: So GLaDOS I know is. nothing about Nick Valentine. Okay. What do, what do we got Nick Valentine
2: here? is a like private detective he, talk, uh, he talks like that. Yeah, but, oh, Shane. but he's <laughs> like instrument <laughs> 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 on your show. Yeah, Shane. G. Robertson. So yeah. he thinks he's like in those time, like He's programmed as like a old timey PI, uh, and he gets like really into. Like he, he he doesn't get into character because that's just who he is. You know, God, he looks like the Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> well, guy. this is what, what I love
0: about it is that I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, no, cut, go ahead. What I love about it is that because uh, it's no secret, I love Blade Runner. I read something about it. They were... So that there's a whole theory that Rick Deckard, the main character of Blade Runner, who's a human, might not be. And the whole idea was, well, what if he actually was, you know, a replicant? So that's how they, they made him. They made it like he was supposed to be this film noir, you know, Blade Runner-esque detective, right. but is actually a robot and some of my favorite moments i love his dialogue yeah. i love i just love the way he talks i love how you're at know, how old school it is and how he actually is like a detective and those moments where you're like in a dark alleyway and he turns and you just see those eyes glow yeah it's very very cool and his his it's quests cool.
2: are definitely like the highlight of that game i don't think fallout 4 is like a particularly great game but i think nick valentine's quests are, are the highlight for me cool so we could
1: definitely leave him on. If, yeah, if yeah. It's just getting, just getting yeah. tough. All yeah. of these, yeah. you know. I'm looking at the same thing,
2: and I'm like making cases in my head for everybody. Right. So what about mm-hmm. HK47, Dan? How do you feel about HK47?
0: I'm really glad that we kept HK47. Um, so that's from Knights of the Old Republic. Another, another really good Star Wars. What I loved about that game was that it was just a really good Star Wars story, and you know it. H.K. 47, if H.K. 47 was in one of the movies, would be an iconic character in the same way that we talk about, like, you know, C-3PO or Han Solo. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. he was very, again, just very different than what you'd expect from a robot. He was a robot that, if I remember correctly, he lost his memory, but he has this, like, innate desire to just, like, kill Mm -hmm. everything and do these really, really bad things. He's not a good guy by any means. He's helpful, but he's a, he's not a good guy. But he doesn't know that he's not a good guy. Yeah, like he doesn't have He lost his memory. Yeah. Right, right, right. But he, all... Because he, he was part of the Sith, right? He helped... I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. I got to go back into my yes. notes. But um, anyway, I, I think he's a very well-written character. I think he's a very funny character because... Of this innate desire to just do bad, not right. realizing why. And it leads to a lot of funny moments where you're talking with someone. And he's like, well, why don't you just kill him? And it's like, no, he can't, yeah. he can't yeah. do that. So no, it is great. funny. I don't know if he stays, but I, I think he's definitely, you know.
2: I know. We are getting okay. down to it, but I, I think he stays for now. I don't know. I would be, I would say at this point after talking about everything, I think Pathfinder can probably go. Okay. Um, Even though I do really like Pathfinder, I think story-wise... It's going to be tough getting down to it when you're thinking of these characters that are like pretty well-developed and yeah. stuff. Um, I would also say, so the hard part is, so we have GLaDOS and Wheatley on here. So Wheatley is from Portal 2. He's a little blue orb that kind of follows you around and helps you. And his whole thing is he's trying to help you escape, so you think, right? And, and the big twist is that he is like... In the system, and he was trying to get you to a certain area in order to, like, you know, make sure that you don't escape. Basically, he was like, you know, sabotaging you. Um, And Glados ends up being like the, you know, your helper in the potato. Um, Portal Two is a fantastic game, but I think Glados not only is more iconic, but is also a better character Mm -hmm. um, because of that. The stuff in Portal Two, in particular, I think in Portal One, it's like. It's really funny. It's really like unique for a game at the time for Glados to be like so antagonistic and, like you know, be like, hey, "Oh, you did that. Good job." <laughs> like that kind of stuff. But I think in Portal Two, Glados, GLaDOS really out. yeah gets fleshed out and has some interesting stuff. So I'm gonna say we cut Wheatley, even though I think Wheatley's very cool. Okay. Um. Any others on here? What are we down to? We, nine. Have, we have, nine. have nine. We have Oof.
0: GLaDOS, Legion, Mega Man, HK forty seven, BT seventy two seventy-four, Nick Valentine, Clank, Metaton, and Grey Fox, aka the cyborg ninja. Now we haven't talked about Mega Man. Yeah. We haven't talked about Clank, Metaton, or Grey Fox, so maybe we should delve into that a little so, bit. So the thing about
2: Mega Man is, is Mega know. Man. No, <laughs> it's just Mega Man. I know. There's not... <laughs> It's kind of where it begins and ends. Um <laughs> Like Mega Man is awesome.
0: He's just Mega Man.
2: He plays soccer? It's Mega Man soccer. He does play soccer. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean Snake Man was a more convincing uh robot. <laughs> he shoots at the baby snakes, but it's fine.
2: You know it's funny when we get Keep down to on that, it, huh? <laughs> When we yeah. get down to it, how how can we say that Mega Man is going to make this list? The only
0: reason I think Mega Man would make this list is if we were if we were doing like a retrospective of like we need to do a different list of like the most iconic IPs or the most like prolific IPs or the most, you know, uh,
2: well, I, well, my whole thing is I would argue that Mega Man is one of the best IPs, but, but that doesn't mean Mega Man as a character is well right. Exactly.
0: That's true. So like if we're looking at robots and really all these characters, we have your GLaDOS, Legion, you know, HK 47, they all have this personality and this backstory Mm. that Mega Man obviously doesn't have. Zero, on the other hand, has a backstory, but we're not going to talk about those yeah. terrible cutscenes. scenes. Not very you know? good, though. <laughs> what am I fighting for? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, Mega Man has it a, has, a ver- has some interesting backstory, but not enough to really justify it. Yeah. Like, like the thing that oh, I always think about with Mega Man is, like, when he's awoken... He's like, all right, I'm on my mission. What, what does he do elsewise? <laughs> like, what's, what's he up to? Yeah, I don't know. Does like, Doctor Light just power him down and it's like, your time's up, buddy? I don't know if Doctor Light's a good guy. <laughs> I don't think he is. He's got some bad. Doctor Light's out. It sounds like. Doctor Light's, <laughs> Doctor Light's, Doctor Light's, Light's shifty for sure. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll be honest. I think we're cutting Mega Man, guys. All right.
0: No, I, I get it.
2: One of my favorite games I, of all time. I, is I Mega will, Man too, I
0: will say though, out of all these robots, it all started with Mega Man.
2: That's true. He was the first. It's true. Um, So similar to what I said about Pathfinder, I think Metaton is a super cool character, like totally ridiculous, like makes you do this game show in order to stay alive in Undertale. It's awesome. It's a great sequence. I think, you know, how much can you get from that, you know, at a certain point? Uh, whereas some of these are, are looks fabulous.
1: Huge shout-out, though. Yeah, I mean, that whole sequence Looks fabulous,
0: acts fabulous,
2: those splits, yeah, those yeah. leg kicks. It's fantastic. Let's be uh, honest absolutely. here. But I don't the think... The David
0: Bowie-esque...
2: Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... Uh, I don't know if that's going to... That's
0: a, that's a great part. That game is, is also fantastic, all the characters. It's a pretty it's good a... game. All right. So we haven't talked about Clank or Gray Fox. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like sh- it's only right I mean, that we talk about Clank. I'm of course Clank.
1: gonna make an argument for Clank to be on this list as a as a character, just because I've I've had every uh, outing with him, and he's got such dyna- I mean, if you were gonna put a human personality into a robot, he's he's got he's it. That's it, you know. And then you add the fact that not that it matters, but the fact that he is a, a vital and useful uh, part of the game not just playing as Ratchet, mm-hmm. even that he's, he's had his own adventures. Obviously, with the upcoming game, we're going to see maybe some more of that, hopefully. Um, and he really had his chance to shine in A Crack in Time on the PS3, where you finally got to play as him and have his own storyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's, no, there's nothing bad I have to say about Clank other than in the early games, he was kind of just a generic little... Just a robot companion. That's all it was, you know. And then he became more. Um, So yeah, I know know. it's hard, it's tough because it's like, is he one of the best? I mean, uh, for me, because I haven't played some of these games, yes. But uh, it's hard for me to make that argument. I will say, go ahead.
0: No, I I will say though, you know, the way that I was talking about Robo from Chrono Trigger, and we talk about you know robots that are just completely human, other than the fact that they're circuits and stuff. Uh, That's what I mean. I think. Clank does, you know, what Robo does, like, so much better to, like, that extent. I mean, that's why I like Robo so much was that he is, like, just, like, you know, he's just a a person with, with a robot skin. And the fact that, you're right, Clank has, like, this, he just seems so fluid he's, and just he's, so, yeah. like, you know, so it's tough. I'm yeah. sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to no, you off. no,
2: I was just going to say, the interesting thing about Clank is, like, I do think he is one of the best video game companions, but, like, as a AI robot, like or is he doing enough interesting in that like space you know what i'm saying like hk-47 and and what he is as a robot like like his identity in that space i feel like clank like we definitely get some of that in like the like, like you had mentioned. That's what I
1: mean. We didn't get it really until later games, which was the issue. You know, like originally he was just, oh, what are you? You're going to be the reason I have a jetpack, a helipack, and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And that was his usefulness. Right. Other than obviously like kind of bringing... Given ratchet a something to talk to you know and that's why right. we brought him up and included him on like the companion list that we've done
2: yeah and that's where i think he fits better personally i don't know if you guys agree i think he fits better as a companion rather than like oh he's like really cool as a robot. ai or as a robot i agree if shelby's cool with it then i'm cool with it. i agree all right cut and clank so we have to cut one more off this list
0: we have not talked about my friend frank yeager we have
2: not dan take it away
0: he is my favorite part about the first metal gear solid metal gear solid one and again i've only played three of them well i played a little bit of five but metal gear solid one is my favorite game of the series and one of my favorite games of all time It's it's just so zany it's so well made you know the just the style of game that they're going for. But really, for me, the draw is just like this, these weird ca- characters. And there's nobody weirder than the Gray Fox. So if, you know, it's not spoilers. Yeah, no, so you can, the, you can it's, talk it's, it's that game came yeah. out in 1998. All right. So the whole story of Frank Yeager was. So I think he was in the first two Metal Gear games, which mm-hmm. is before Metal Gear Solid. And he dies, right? He dies on the battlefield. I think Snake, Solid Snake kills him or something like that. He gets put back together as a robot. And this guy is just, like, tortured because of it. But, like, he also goes insane. So, it's <laughs> one of the best scenes, like, in video game history. You're uh, Solid Snake, and you're walking through this hallway, and you see all these dead bodies. So, you already saw him before. Blood you... all over the walls. So, first, you're fighting a Revolver Ocelot, right? And, uh, and you see this robot, like, show up out of nowhere, and then he just vanishes. And you're like, Ooh, what the heck was that? So... A little while later, you're walking down this hallway and yeah, you just see blood all over the walls. You see just like dead bodies. And you're like, what the heck is this? Like, this is like crazy. And out of nowhere, you go into this room and this robot guy shows up and he's like begging you to fight him because he likes pain. And he's just, keeps going, hit me. I love the pain. Let me feel it. You're like, what the heck is this guy's deal? The guy's just like sick. You beat him. And now if I remember correctly, he starts intercepting your uh, your codex or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And he actually starts, you know, giving you hints, giving you tips. And the, again, one of the other best scenes in the game is at the end, you're fighting this huge mech and you're about to die. And there he is, Gray Fox, swoops in and he sacrifices himself for you. And it, he's just like the most like... He's one of those characters, you know, like when you see like a movie or whatever, you read a book and you're like, man, I want like just to stand. I just want to know about them. I just want to stand alone. Right. Give me that story, you know, and he's one of those characters that if there was like a standalone game, a standalone movie, uh, you know, whatever, I would love that because he's such an interesting character. You get so much of him and his weirdness, but there's still so much more I want to know about him and I think that's why I I have nothing but reverence for for the
2: Grey Fox I love the Grey Fox the Cyborg Ninja himself
0: he also makes an appearance in the new smash he's he's one of the trophies
2: (laughs) again I was very excited now he is honestly it's a great character and I I definitely would, would throw my weight behind him on this list but we do have to cut one and we got six really good contenders here what are we leaning towards
0: so let's go with the people that we know for sure. I think we can all agree, Glados is.
2: Glados will be on the list. You know, and Weird. we
0: didn't really talk much about Glados, but like again, Glados. Do is you have like, to? But like, there's <laughs> like we would spend hours just on on Glados. So we definitely got Glados. star. I think
2: Glados is the only like definite, definite on this lock. list. I, I don't know if you can really lock any of the others. Like I I personally couldn't see really see the list without. BT or Nick Valentine, but but I don't know.
1: It's all right. So we always come down to this, right? If 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 I were to cut one personally, it would be HK forty seven for me. Okay. On, on this list, Have, having recently played right, uh, right. to the old republic, is he a phenomenal character? I agree. Um,
0: he's a top six character.
1: He's a, he's <laughs> a top six guy. <laughs> um, Five star man it's always the uh, six that gets forgotten but. i so that that would be my choice to cut, but obviously i'm I'm <sighs> open to arbitration,
0: <laughs> yeah, and the only one it's that I have hard, no experience man. with is b t seventy two seventy four but that's no reason to cut you know there's yeah. there's three people BT here is
2: it, it's just that story is so good, and he's such an integral part to it that it's so cool right, oh man.
0: It's tough, right? Cuz I'm, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, well Fallout, but this is no reason to cut. You know, I'm like, oh, well, Fallout 4 is my least favorite game. On yeah, but here. Nick but, Valentine's but, so it, cool. Right, but there's no re That's the only saving grace of that game. The reason I got to the end was for Nick Valentine and I, I joined the underground, you know, robot railroad, but you know, like-
1: <laughs> And like, like you said earlier, I'm so sloppy that game. <laughs> I love like side stories and uh, saying that he has one of the better side stories in he does. for the game. He does. You got me. Which
0: one was that job? Nick Dal- Nick Valentine. Nick
1: Valentine. Nick, yeah. Again cuz I've I've I think I played the first half hour of that game honestly it just didn't hook me. So um, it's
0: not a very I don't really love Fallout 4 at all. It's not, not all, a great game. But <laughs> Nick Valentine I made sure I did everything
1: well, that's what I mean if uh, you know, like I was talking earlier with right, with with, Tsushima. with, with Tsushima, you know like um, doing all the side missions for Sensei Shikawa was like I wanted to do them. Right. right so right. It's, it's so the fact that that helps push you through some storylines for I just, that character hundred percent and it's
0: just the coolest design in that when it's Keep when it's running. like raining when it's like dark and you just see him in the distance and he turns his head and all you see is just like these yeah. bright like eyes. like the kid from it, a christmas it, story it yeah <laughs> it's very cool it, <laughs> it is neat. very cool
2: uh, i don't know man all right we're gonna say it at the same time the one that we would cut oh god oh, oh I, already well. sorry. Sorry. I already did
1: sorry <laughs> i guess i'll repent myself
2: all right ready all right on, on three okay one two three H- hk47 H-K H-K <laughs> oh wow <laughs> <laughs> all right man that's a that one hurts That that's a tough a good one. character he's a great character he's, so we he's have top our top five in no particular order we have glados from portal if you haven't played portal or portal 2 just play them you'll know why um legion from mass effect we have BT from Titanfall 2. We have Nick Valentine from Fallout 4. And we have Gray Fox, aka the Cyborg Ninja, aka Frank Yeager, aka the Baddest Man Alive. Hit uh, me. From Metal Gear Solid. I
3: love
0: the pain.
2: Um I think that's a really great top five video game robots. You know how I just realized we
1: didn't put on this list? Yeah. Astrobot.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh that's, that's a good bad. one astrobot would not have made the top five but such a good honorable mention astro Astro but the reason astrobot even even is talked about is because that game is so goddamn good (laughs) yeah um and hopefully you will continue to i hope so that's our top five
0: yeah so that's our top five everybody i just want to thank everybody for listening all you all you friends out there that have been listening to our show all you cool cats and kittens all these yeah (laughs) all these years sticking with us And I want to thank uh, you, Shelby, for for joining me. It's so good to see your face. I appreciate the offer. And And same to you, Dan. It's so good to see your face. Thanks. Great to see you as well. Thanks for having us. Of course. All right. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, peace, love, and justice.
2: Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us our video version on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming, uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.